Hey mamas, welcome back to another episode. It's Jess and it's just me today. It's me, myself and I. Um, I hope you're all doing fantastic. I hope you're all having a great Monday and start of week. Mama's Code. So today, in light of Baby Loss Awareness Month and week, which was last week, I will be reading out a story that, quite frankly, is very heartbreaking, but it ends in a beautiful way. And I just want to put a trigger warning out for anyone that perhaps is not ready to listen to something like this or is currently healing, then just to let you know, this will be quite a deep story. So this person I have known for many, many years, she's actually much younger than me. And she was the type of person that would come around and we'd start making up dances and just do really silly things. And um, yeah, so now that she has shared her story as a grown woman and a mum, it's quite, it was very emotional, it was very touching, very near to my heart um, as to what she had to go through. And I, um, I really appreciate her for sharing this. And I know you are listening and you are the strongest fucking woman out there. Yeah, get some tissues, I think. So it starts like this. The day my world came crashing down, 29th of March, 2022. So FYI, this was literally recent and let me just get into it. I was very nervous, but so excited to see my baby on the screen again, meaning she had had a private, private scan beforehand. I was ecstatic to see my baby now formed as the last time my baby was a little peanut. I couldn't wait to hear their heartbeat once again. I was anticipating the announcement to the world and looking at dates for the gender reveal. At 2pm, the nerves hit and it was time to make our way to the hospital. Thinking about all the worst case scenarios but overriding those thoughts with positive, that's everything, that everything's going to be okay. So can I just say that I find that when you, when you find out you're pregnant, you get so excited and you're like, in that moment you just, you just think of everything, but you never think of the bad stuff. No, I'm chatting shit. You do think about the bad stuff because I remember going to my first scan thinking, oh my God, what if there's no heartbeat? Especially like after our miscarriage and stuff. So it's an, it's an actually like actual big deal. And I feel like people portray this as, oh, it's such a happy day. We're going to go see our baby. But in fact, you just never know what you're going to find out that 12 week scan. Because if you haven't previously paid for a private scan like this person has, you wouldn't actually know if your baby is developing or has a heartbeat or it's not just an empty sack like they like to put in their own cold words. <sighs> Anyways, let's go. We arrive at the hospital. We were called very quickly. I laid on the bed, lowered my trousers. The lady pulled the cold lube over my tummy and proceeded with the scan. There she was, a beautiful formed baby with a strong heartbeat, a feeling that fills your heart and gives you the confidence that everything is fine. I got told I was in fact 13 weeks and not 12 weeks. I could see the due date. It was in fact the 4th of October, one day before daddy's birthday. In, in that instant, I thought, what a perfect birthday present. We both were so excited and can feel the joy in the room from both of us. 
The sonographer will show us the little hands, the head, the heartbeat, everything just seems to be going perfect. Until the scan was over, she said that the limbs were shorter than average, possibly skeletal dysplasia. However, they required a second opinion, as it would be that baby was fine, but just small. In that instant, my whole world came crashing down. Everything that was being said to us was a blur, sitting outside waiting for the senior to talk to us about what was to come. Then to be told everyone had gone home and had to wait for a call in the morning. Oh gosh, that's like the worst thing. Like you know when you know when someone messages you and says we need to talk, and then they just leave you hanging, and you're like killing your brains. That's literally like what the fuck. Going over the blood test center, seeing all these heavily pregnant mothers, and I'm just there thinking I would possibly not reach that term. My partner automatically reached for the phone to Google skeletal dysplasia and I felt, felt a sense of anger as I didn't want to hear the worst case scenario and only hoped it was all wrong. Just hoping it was all a bad dream. Listen, Google is the worst place. I got called by a senior nurse that wanted to talk to us privately. This is when I realised it was serious and I knew that my baby was not going to be with us for much longer. She explained I was to be referred to a fetal specialist. I remember her constantly asking if I had any questions, but it just angered me every time because no one could answer our questions. I maintained my emotions throughout it all until we left the hospital and my partner asked if we had decided what we would do. The thought of terminating my pregnancy was awful. I just burst out into tears. Losing my baby just made me feel so scared. Um, so, sorry, just to point out, I didn't actually say this at the beginning. Um, this mum had to have a, she had to terminate for medical reasons, as you will find out. So, 48 hours later, there was, there we were in the fetal assessment unit. They put us in a private room to wait for the scan. We were told the scan would take over 30 minutes, which was scary. Everyone was so kind, I mean extra kind, which made it worse in a way, because we knew it would be bad news, it could be bad news. After waiting two hours to be seen, we finally entered the big scanning room with two sonographers. I was told to lay down and relax. I was nervous, sick, and only hoped that the first sonographer had it all wrong. There was my baby once again on the big screen, just like the first ever scan. She looked perfect to me. I couldn't see what they could see. The sonographer was very silent throughout the entire scan. She said she would discuss at the end, which made everything more daunting. My baby's heart was so strong, I didn't want the scan to end. The moment when she said, so babies, I knew what was to come. Wasn't good by her tone. She confirmed baby's legs were shorter and the lungs were not developing properly. She confirmed our baby had severe skeletal dysplasia no quality of life after being born, and most likely live a few minutes if I'd reach full term. Can I just mention, um, this skeletal dysplasia is actually one in like 10,000 women. So just being that one in that number is just beyond me, especially when you know that you're both healthy and there's nothing that you could have done to make a difference to it. Right, let's continue. I just couldn't look into my partner's eyes I felt like a failure. I got up, wiped my belly and was just trying so hard to keep it together. We were told to go back to the room and take some time to process the news and to think about the options to proceed. The moment I got into that room, I broke down in tears. I just couldn't understand why me. 
The nurse came back to explain our options, which wasn't really options in my opinion. Number one, terminate pregnancy. Number two, do further testings, but they were 99% it was severe skeletal dysplasia, not dyslexia. At the beginning of our pregnancy, we discussed that in the case of something would go wrong, we both had the same opinions on terminations, as it would break my heart to bring a child into this world to suffer physically. One thing is discussing, but when it actually when it's actually happening to you, you are asked to decide to terminate your wanted your most wanted child's life in the wor- in the worst thing is the worst thing any parent should have to go through. The nurse then said she would give us some time to decide, but having been in the hospital for over three hours, having discussed this prior and knowing that our baby would not have a quality of life, out of love, we told the nurse that we would like to terminate. She then proceeded to give me the medication that stops the pregnancy hormone. The guilt taking that tablet was horrible. I'm killing my own baby, I thought to myself, but I knew that I was doing the best. She briefly explained that I would need to return to hospital in 48 hours for termination. These were now my last days with my baby inside of me. I had so many questions on how I was going to have the baby. I had no idea what was to come. I kept reading stuff online and many said on the toilet. I was petrified. I wanted my baby to be healthy. We arrived to labour as the griefing room. Sorry, I can't actually say the word she wrote. Brevement? I'm such a retard. I don't know how to say that. The room, the soundproof room was taken, so I was given a standard room. The midwife explained what was going to happen and made it seem it would be a quick process. She explained that she would insert a pill every four hours within 24 hours and baby would come out. The first dose was inserted and within two hours I started bleeding but no pain. Four hours went, the second dose was inserted. I was bleeding heavily. There was so much blood that the pill came coming, kept coming out. It got to the last round, but only blood clots were coming out. It got to a point nurses were now worried that I was losing too much blood. I, I then had to wait another 24 hours to be able to restart the process. Oh, it was, do you know what? It was at this point where I just thought, this is just a long proceed. Like, this is just traumatizing. Like, how are you sitting there? taking all these pills knowing what's going on and it's just not working and now you have to wait another 24 hours to start the process all over again i could hear newborns crying women screaming pushing their full-term baby out yet i knew my baby my baby wouldn't cry at all second round started once again bleeding heavily the consultants were now worried and said if there is no baby at the end of the day i would need to go into theater I got a sweep for the first time and let me tell you, it was the most horrendous experience ever. I thought it was like an examination, but how wrong was I? I was getting light contractions here and there and only had dilated one centimetre. Due to the extreme loss of blood and feeling nausea, I was given a lot of medication where apparently, according to my partner, I wasn't with him. He was worried sick as I was acting weird. Doctors now came in two hours before my last dose and said that if you need that I needed to go into theatre, you've just lost under one litre of blood. They explained the risk of the procedure and made me sign a document that I understood the risk and authorised I was out of it. And authorised, but I was out of it. I was drugged, I didn't understand. My partner then said, why did you sign? They just said there's risk of damage to the womb. I said, they know best, they are the doctors, not me. 
Luckily, the midwife came in and said, please don't feel pressured by the consultants and doctors. You don't have to agree and can try one more time. It's your choice, not theirs. I love this midwife for doing that because you know what? Like like she said, she's drugged out of it. Her partner's like seeing a red flag and then there's a midwife telling you that you don't have to sign this if you don't want to because I feel like when, you, when you're at your most vulnerable, you just think just whatever you do best, but... You know, it's nice of her to have flagged it as well. While this conversation is happening, theatre assistants had me now ready for theatre. It was going so quick. After the reassurance of the midwife, I then informed her that I would like to try again. The consultants came in and I can see they were annoyed by my decision. They said, only one more try. If it doesn't work, you have to go into theatre. I said, deal, lol. She actually wrote lol, not me. I had another 24 hours rest from it all, but wasn't allowed to eat in case I was taken into theatre. My mum decided to turn up after telling her not to, but it was a blessing in disguise. She didn't listen to me. I just didn't want my mum to see me in that state as I knew it would hurt her. Third round was tougher, but luckily no more bleeding, which was my fear as I didn't want to go into theatre. By this time, I've had six midwives in the space of three days. I hated it as much as one had their own ways of doing examinations, some were gentle, some were brutal. One tried to break my waters and failed. It came to the third dose of on that day and still no baby. I had noticed that the tablets kept coming out during the examinations, but the midwives staying quiet about it, which I questioned maybe they were doing it incorrectly as I wasn't feeling contractions. A new consultant came in and literally questioned the midwife and asked me what's happening. I told her I have noticed tablets coming out during examinations. Isn't it possible it's being inserted incorrectly? Hence why I'm not feeling contractions. She said, right, let me have a look. I'm going to do a sweep. You will want gas and air, she said. I thought to myself, surely not. The others weren't bad. Mate, let me tell you, this woman was not messing about. With no hesitation, this woman stuck her whole fucking arm up my poor vag. Done the bloody sweep, tried to break my waters and inserted another dose. Brackets, I'm actually squeezing my vagina right now. Within minutes, I started feeling contractions again. Although it was the most horrendous experience ever, I was thinking, where was this woman two days ago? Contractions were slightly stronger. I felt hungry, of course. Tired of eating hospital food and KFC delivered. All three eating chicken, watching Netflix. I reckon the nurses must have been baffled as how relaxed we were, I was about it all. I had finished my food and started to feel super uncomfortable. The KFC bucket in front of me was now bothering me so much I told them to stop eating. Suddenly, I was having harsh contractions every two minutes. She examined me and said, nope, nothing yet, and left. After 10 minutes, I told my partner, press the button, I feel something coming down. I'm now panicking, the midwife isn't there. I don't know if it's because I was in panic or she seemed too relaxed by my liking. She strolls up into the room and said, you okay? I responded, it's coming now. She uncovers me in that moment. I felt that contraction and as much as I was trying to hold my baby in, my body done what it was meant to do. Sorry, that's just so heartbreaking. Like I can just imagine her trying to squeeze not to let her baby go it also makes me feel like you know she had to go through these three attempts 
to terminate the pregnancy and the baby was just so stuck to her that I don't know things just work in such a mysterious way the nurse was not ready and had just managed to catch baby in her hands in that moment I'm not thinking I was just focusing on what my body was telling me to do however when I had the realization that I had just given birth to a non-living child it hit me badly I started crying my mom and partner are side by side comforting me but also hurting the silence in the room was daunting I was asked if I wanted to see baby now or later when cleaned up I said later when cleaned up my partner didn't want me to see the baby for my own good however I knew I wanted to meet my baby just not in that moment I felt a sense of relief and thought this is all over now I was wrong my placenta had to also come out the midwives were doing handovers This is now my eighth midwife, but the most scattiest of them all. Anyways, I was now told to push if I felt any contractions for my placenta to come out, but that soon stopped. I swear this placenta, like, you know what? It gives, it holds your baby's life for the whole freaking 10 months or however long you're pregnant for. But then it's like, hey, now you got to push me out. Like, can't you do it yourself, babe? Our baby was now given to us in the most cutest Moses basket. I just didn't know what to expect. There was our little angel, and I'm not going to lie, my first comment was, oh, looks like the little aliens toys, my little alien angel. We all just smiled at our angel. Jokes aside, our angel was perfect in my eyes. It was the happiest moment in my life. Words will never be enough to describe that moment. Holding her so close to my heart, not wanting to let go. Mummy and daddy were love struck by your cuteness. You had daddy's lips and mummy's chin. Your right tiny hand was over your cheek and the left hand over your heart. You looked so peaceful. I'm scared of forgetting your beautiful face. Your smile will forever stick with me, my dear angel. Daddy was so gentle with you. My heart was so full in that instant. I hope you've all got tissues with you, because I don't. Mama, I love you. Couple hours later, my placenta was still inside me and no one was saying anything until a consultant said, if your placenta doesn't come by midnight, we have to take you into theatre. By now, I was so exhausted, I just wanted to sleep, but I got up in my squat position and pushed. Literally 10 minutes before midnight, my placenta finally came out. The following morning, it was now home time. All I was thinking was, I was given this box instead of you. The box that I would need to walk out with instead of you in a car seat and me taking a picture of daddy walking out with you. The box full of memories, but at the same time, because I am without you. Although it's just a box, I love my box. Suddenly, it all became real that I was never going to have you in my arms again. Just the box that represented you. I am super grateful that I am lucky to have to even have a beautiful memory box. However, I do wish I had you here next to me. Six months on, I can say time heals, but some days are very hard. I'm always wondering, what would have been? Would I have given birth last week? What do I know? Our little angel Noah has made me stronger. Oh, guys. So, just to point it out, she was obviously 13 weeks, 13, 14 weeks when she had to give birth to her baby. And her due date was actually last week. So, yeah, this is a very triggering time for her because she could have potentially be currently 17th monday overdue or she could have had her baby already 
in her arms and this is why I'm so so grateful for her to share this story because honestly like knowing that you probably would have had your baby in your hands right now it's just like the, the time of everything is just insane anyway she goes on to continue she just wrote a little letter for her baby to my beloved daughter firstly I want to thank you for making me a mummy you taught me the feeling of true love from the moment I knew I was growing a mini me I was scared but so overjoyed to have you you caused so much mayhem in such little time and now looking back I love that you did you made sure your presence was noticed. You made me eat things I disliked. You made me throw up things I loved. You woke me up every single night for three months to pee. It's like you knew you wasn't going to stay for long and made the most of it all. All these things just make me now, just make me happy now that we've had our moments together. My little Noah, you are, you are and will forever be my favourite what if. Thank you for the best, oh, thank you for the best three months of my life. I love you to the moon and back, and I will forever miss you. You keep sleeping in peace, twinkling with the stars. 4th of the 4th, 2022, 7.40pm, 10 centimetres, 32 grams. And that concludes the end of this story. Do you know what? I spoke to her, and I honestly cannot put into words how, like, the amazing way that she has taken this um on board because and I know everyone heals differently and I know time does heal but for you to go through such a traumatic experience for it to have lasted so long for you to have like from it going from so sweet to so sour in a split second and to still come out of it and see it in such a positive way just takes so much strength and courage and it's it's really beautiful to see because I think a lot of us will experience it and it can make us bitter and of course it gives us anxiety about an ex-pregnancy and so on and you know we all we all grieve very differently but I just think it's only been six months and she's been able to see the positive from this all and I think with any pregnancy whether you know whether there was an empty sack at the beginning of your scan or there was a baby or you know later on you had to terminate I think no matter what that will always be a baby and they will always leave the biggest footprints in our hearts and lives for anyone going through this at this very moment I just want you to know that you're not alone and that time does heal and you need to try and see the most beautiful thing of this all as hard as it is to see and like I, like I said, I know it can be tri so triggering when you see announcements of pregnancies or when you see, uh, you know, strangers walk past with their bumps looking all happy. It's just, it's, it's just, you just never know what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, so I just wanted to dedicate this episode to all you mothers that have gone through this and fathers, to baby Noah, to all those little waif of lights out there. We won't be the first or the last women to experience things like this which is the sad truth. And all our rainbow babies, they are just waiting for the perfect moment to come into our lives. Um, before I look off, if you do feel like you would like to speak to this person, please get in touch with us directly on Mum's Code Instagram and I can speak to her and see if she would be happy to speak to you. Alternatively, if you ever feel like you want to share such a story, then please again get in contact with us 
Um, I always feel like we are ashamed of sharing things like this, but it's these stories that we need to share to empower each and every one of us as women, not just as mothers, but as women. That's all for today. Mama's Code out. Mama's Code.